What's up, I'm Not Like You? It's your co-hosts, Eileen and Esther. We're good friends who don't have much in common. Except our plans to have more fuck yes moments in our lives. Let's do this, boo. Yeah. Hi, Esther. Good morning. Good morning, Eileen. That was an intense good morning. I had a lot of energy. Yeah, it was a lot of energy. <laughs> Coming at you live. No, just kidding. Well, the reason that I have a lot of energy and I didn't actually tell you this um, earlier is I had a self-care day today. Lovely. What does that entail? Thank you. Well, I I feel like I get to this point where I can't think clearly anymore and then I know I need a minute. So I decided today to take a day off and treat myself. So I did uh, 9 a.m. yoga slow flow and 11.30 massage and then met with my therapist at 1.15. So like a lot of self-care and like working shit out. So it'll be very interesting to see what actually the therapy session per usual. (laughs) I will talk about in this episode. Per usual, we will hear about your therapist. Yes. But before we get there, I think it's really also funny to share with our audience that while I was in my yoga class that I was just referencing, you sent me a photo of what you were doing. And I think it would be really nice for you to tell our listeners what you were doing this morning. (laughs) I was at my pole dancing fitness class. But in addition to the fact that I am getting way better and I'm so proud of myself, today, what I sent Eileen a picture of is that I was doing a headstand off of the pole. So like in the way you would use a wall, but you have to hold on to the pole with both your hands and your legs at some point you don't hold on with your legs because like you're bending your legs. But I was so proud of myself. <laughs> and I text Eileen, I did a headstand, which like for all of you yogis out there, including Eileen, like I understand you do that every day and that is not that <laughs> exciting for you. It I is. probably have not done a headstand since, I don't know, I was eight years old. So to be doing it off of a pole <laughs> was like a whole other thing. But I was so proud of myself that Eileen wrote back and she's like, this is like exactly the epitome, epitome of I'm not like you. Like I was just in the crunchiest yoga class and you're like hanging <laughs> off a pole. <laughs> I was like changing chanting my little heart out in Sanskrit with my hands in a mudra and I see Esther's text and it's like her on her head attached to a pole and I was like this is it this is it ladies and gentlemen this is the true I'm not like you well also like this is the first time we've talked about your pole dancing on this podcast and I think we should like take a second it is to be clear let's not just like blanket call it pole dancing Fair. like I'm not like dancing at the club <laughs> I'm taking a workout <laughs> class a pole fitness class which is basically like the equivalent of bar but standing up like I'm not going to sugarcoat it it is totally pole dancing and it's so hard if you haven't tried it people should try. like whoever's listening if you are if you are down you should try it because it's so fun it's so hard it's so different than like my regular routine of just like going to barry's boot camp or soul cycle like it's just different movements different ways of like engaging your body and it's really fun well i feel like it's bringing you so much joy because every time you go to class you then call me and you're like guess what i did today and like i feel like it's it's important to continue to like you just said, it's so hard. Like 
Yeah. It's something you'd never done before. And now you're like having to work at it. I'm like good at it. Like my teacher, shout out to Erin. She texted me today. Hey, just wanted to say a great job today. You should be really proud of yourself and all the progress you've made. And I wrote back exactly the word you just used. Thanks. I love your class. You're so amazing. And it really brings me so much joy. Oh, so everyone should find some joy in their workouts. Although usually I don't. Yes. Well, I think anything that brings you joy is something to do more of because it raises your vibrations. And as you know, it's very important to raise your vibrations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I know all yes, about I, that. I know about right. vibrations. Well, I also think it's a nice segue into our topic for today, which is about confidence. And you sure need a lot of confidence to dance on a pole, athletically or otherwise. That you do. <laughs> I think this is, so we always say, and then we always say what we're going to say. This came up for us. I think maybe our listeners should just assume this naturally. Organically assume that we, every topic we cover on I'm Not Like You, we've, it it has come up in our regular day-to-day friendship life. And then we say like, oh, we should talk about that. Like we, they all are topics that mean something to us. And therefore we think will mean something to you. Yes. And you'll give us feedback. But okay, so this one came up for us in our friendship. And actually, there was another friend involved. Esther and I were together last weekend in Austin. And we had a friend with us. And she was talking about the podcast. And she was asking us some questions about the podcast. And there was a lot of discussion about the level of confidence required to do something like this. And I think we both sort of sat back and thought to ourselves, well, for us, this is almost just natural, right? We're talking to each other as friends. We both have big presence, a big presence in what we do professionally, both sort of want to be creators in our own rights. So we don't really think about the level of confidence that's required, but it did just inspire a really great conversation about what it means to be confident. And we started to contemplate like for us what confidence means and like where it's natural and where we have to really like work for it. So that's, that's how it came up. Well, and, and our listeners are in this together with me because I said to Eileen, well, I think we are both really confident women. I don't know that I'm like giving other people lessons on how to be more confident or like have any suggestions or fancy myself an expert to discuss this topic. And Eileen said, don't worry, I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> I, I am going to surprise you because I think it together, friends. Eileen, what are you surprising us with? It's yeah. like a confidence challenge. She, <laughs> she wouldn't let me tell her. She's like, stop there. Say no more. I'm going, we're going to wait for the podcast so that I can, this is, this is a true story so that I can be surprised. Okay. So I'm going to tie it back to the story that I just, I just started around seeing my, seeing my therapist today and having this moment with her where I might as well have been like a 10 year old, like totally living in fear and scared of some things that I've been working on for a long time that will create a pretty seismic shift in my life. And I had zero confidence in this conversation, like zero whatsoever. And I then came home to start writing notes for this podcast. And I was like, it would be really unfair of me to show up here and be like, here are all the ways that I am confident and here are all the ways that you should be confident because the truth of the matter is 
I'm not confident about everything all of the time. There are so many ways in which I am insecure. And I think what sometimes shows up or the persona that I create on this podcast at work in my life is like this uber confident person who isn't willing to show any vulnerability. And I actually think that's completely unfair because she looked at me thinking, wow, you're so confident. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, really I am. When in actuality, there's so much that I'm still trying to build confidence around and working on for myself. So I think the reality of the situation is it's not black or white. It's not all or nothing. You're not fully confident all the time about everything. There's always a gray area. And I think there's always opportunity to grow and build confidence. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That is a surprise. I mean, I think that that's a valid point and that's so true. No one is confident every in every situation and every moment of their life. But I did imagine you were going to say, well, here's how you get to be more confident. <laughs> and I thought you were going to like whip out a list. So I'm not <laughs> entirely sure what to do now. There was more for you to be like, that's obnoxious. You can't really teach people how to be more confident around. I really like this humble approach you've taken. And for those of you that don't know Eileen, like, I don't know that humble is like an appropriate word for her. So like you really humbled yourself on your self-care day. Of course. Sure. We all have moments that we're not confident. I mean, I'm mostly confident. And there are things that, you know, there are things that like help you be more confident. And sure. this is a topic that we've talked about. At, uh, I can't even like imagine how much longer I could talk about my clothing. Now, here's what I'm, here's <laughs> what I'm going to say. There are things that people use as armor for their Yes. Confidence. Oh my God. And for me, it is my clothing. Oh, me too. Uh, that's not the only thing. So everyone listening, don't be like, wow, what a vain loser she is. It's one of my things. I have a very big thing coming up. I really want to have some new clothing now. People will say, and they have said, and my husband has said, and everyone has said, surely your closet is filled with wonderful clothing. Yes, I understand. But just like all you sports enthusiasts want to eat like green M&Ms so that the Giants win and bang on the wall three <laughs> times, like I don't want you to discuss with me my method to madness of my confidence and my armor. And it requires you to wear something new for a big moment. So... We all have our things that you feel more or less confident about, but to to turn what I just said in negative into a positive, like try to find what your armor is to make you feel more confident, make you feel more shielded, protected, bigger mm-hmm. in those moments. And for this specific situation, it is my clothing. And while I'm so happy to be here on this podcast, looking at my co-host's beautiful face, all I can think about is, <laughs> Will she know if I am on that apartheid? <laughs> like, will she know? Because, like, I have to go. <laughs> she doesn't have time for you today, ladies and gentlemen. That's I, what she's saying. I've got to get shopping. And for those of us who live on Long Island, Instamix closed. And, like, it's ruined my life. So, God, <laughs> that's terrible. It's a big, bold statement. It's ruined my shopping life. And here's where we're at. So, I think the finding your armor is a really interesting way to think about it. And I would totally agree with you that I would, I think that clothing is my armor too. Like the more I can like style something interesting or have something that's really cool, the more I feel like it definitely gives me confidence. But the way that I actually thought about it when I was kind of trying to 
get my head around this myself is that I think your confidence shows up most when you're where you're supposed to be. Say more. So like, if I'm doing something that isn't meant for me, whether that's, and that could be anything personally, professionally, with a friend group, when I doubt myself most, I think that's the opportunity to really reflect and say like, is it the discomfort of growth and trying to develop confidence to move into this phase? Or is it, I just don't belong here and like, I should go do something else. Well, I doubt there's a situation that you don't belong in. Well, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, well, maybe you don't know what I mean. It's not meant for me. It's not the right. Oh, this is going to be one of like your moon, your moon <laughs> things. Um, okay. I thought you meant like, I'm having imposter syndrome. I don't belong here, but you meant like the moon and the moon God did not want me to be there. I uh, understood now. I did. <laughs> I did. It. I did mean that. That is what I meant. But actually the universe more so in, in this case. But actually, so also I will say, because this is the the path that we're on today, this is where my, my journey is meant to go. I do actually have really terrible imposter syndrome still to this day. And really? I'm good. I, so, well, this is going to be a little deviation, but also I realized today and I don't know why I just realized it. It's March, mid-March and I'm going to be 41 in May. And I feel, and I feel rough. Well, I feel like I kind of forgot that once you turn 40, then you turn 41. So I said, and I think 41 is so much worse than 40. So like happy birthday. (laughs) But like, I think what I mean is like, I was so focused on turning 40 that I forgot eventually I was going to have to wrap my head around being 41. And now I'm two months from being 41. And I'm like, oh fuck, I have to like now like completely go through some version of this again. And like, this is going to keep happening. And then suddenly we'll be 50. And I, that was another spiral that I went on today. So the self-care clearly has done a lot of deep reflection. Yeah, this is not how I spend my self-care days. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we went on that deviation, what I was going to say was, so imposter syndrome, I actually do. I have to, I do have to tell myself a story about how it will end based on the facts of how it typically ends because my brain will go into all sorts of different places about how I'm not going to show up and I'm not going to know what to say. And so it's still to this day, I actually do work on imposter syndrome. I think everybody has a little bit of imposter syndrome. Mm. You would Anyone would be lying to say that they didn't, right? Like if I'm so worried about my outfit, it's because like I'm mm. uncomfortable in that situation and I want to like appear that I belong there or that I fit in better or that I... I don't know what. I think anyone and a lot of women suffer from imposter syndrome, Mm. which is really hard. It's hard to be, and I'm in that situation often where there's like people older than me. There's people who are more experienced than me. There's people who went to a better college than me. And I definitely start that moment being like, oh, should I be here? I don't Mm. know. Maybe I should go. (laughs) But I, I think that those are the moments that make you more confident when you walk out of the room and you're like, oh my God, why did I allow those 90 seconds or however long that lasted to get in the way of what I was about to do or about to accomplish? Because at the end of the day, I was, I did a great job or I was better than those people or it puts you on a path to being more confident with push through those moments of imposter syndrome. This reminds me, we planned when, when we used to co-lead an ERG 
back in the day, we had planned to do some content for the ERG about imposter syndrome. And I had done some research and actually one of the findings that I vividly remember and that resonated with me that you just reminded me is that we look at imposter syndrome as a negative and actually you can choose a different perspective to look at imposter syndrome as your friend because it is giving you the opportunity to remind yourself why you do belong there. And it gives you that moment of discomfort to really sort of like assert yourself and insert yourself into the situation more mindfully and more intentionally. So that was a good reminder. Imposter syndrome could be our friend. Well, all right. So I think that my, my closing thoughts on this, but you will close, but my thoughts, my last thought on this is that confidence is not a desk, like most things, confidence is not a destination. It is a journey. And I don't think you ever just like have confidence. It ebbs and flows and consistently gives us the opportunity to rethink what we're doing and why we're doing it. And yeah, I appreciate that. And I would say, I don't have any advice for how anyone could be more confident. Like I, that's a very hard thing to share with anyone in a way that seems super productive. Unless you're having a one-on-one conversation, and like you know that person, and like you give helpful advice based on that situa- person's situation. But what I would say is like let's let's channel our TikTok, <laughs> our best TikTok moments. Like what was that Rihanna clip everyone was using? Like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like you're not if you don't feel confident, and like you do. I know. Well, I think that's why it's like important to be like, hey, like I have imposter syndrome because I think people would think like our friend, oh, you're so confident. And like, I think, it, I, I don't know. I, I actually might disagree with fake it till you make it. I, first of all, I don't think you should fake anything. I think you should always live authentically. That's what I'm going to say for number one. And then number two is like, maybe we should just have the honest conversation that to say, you know what, I'm actually not feeling very confident right now, as opposed to showing up with this big presence and like, I understand that maybe it discredits you a little bit, but like maybe more honesty is actually warranted here. All right. I'm going to absorb that. I mean, I think also... <laughs> <laughs> it's I just in her face. She's like, she's like, I'm done. Can we voice go back to Nana Post right now? <laughs> and on that note, everyone, <laughs> we hope you've left you with some thoughts on how to build your own armor, although I gave you just one based in vanity. I'm sure there are ones based in spirituality and no i have a, i have another yeah. one that's very no, i'm oh, not good. that's Give very point. i'm not like you because we've talked about it a bunch of times that is not based in spirituality expanders yes right like people who are around who appear confident and are in your circle or you have access to or you can emulate that's a great that point. might be another way to do it in addition to fashion which i agree with you is one of the best for us but also very vain whatever. <laughs> One of the best. Okay. If anyone has any dresses for me, if you could, <laughs> you could please DM me the links. Um, you should know my style by now because <laughs> I have uniforms. DM me at Esther Raphael on Instagram. You do have a uniform. You do have a uniform. I do not. I do have a uniform, which, you know, back to confidence, all the great ones do. We do have a uniform. I have a uniform and yeah, that's so interesting. I don't have a uniform. I need to get a uniform. By the next episode, I should get a uniform. Don't you think I don't have a uniform? You definitely do not. I do not have a uniform. This is very interesting. That would really stress me out. It put me all over the place. Like mine's very clear. And I know exactly what I'm looking for and how to get in and out. And it's always perfect. So (laughs) with with that moment of confidence, I leave everyone. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you next Friday with another episode of I'm Not Like You. Bye. Bye. 